0: Welcome to the Food Science Snob. Hey guys, and happy almost Thanksgiving. I know that in today's time, we'll all be stuffing our faces, and I will be stuffing mine with Rolls, Broccoli Rice Castle, and Mac and Cheese. Those are my three favorite Thanksgiving foods. And I'll also be planning my shopping list now that I have a little bit of time from the pre-Thanksgiving test that I've been taking. (sighs) I can finally relax a little bit. So in honor of this foodie's favorite holiday, I thought I'd release this episode a little bit early to help you and help your guests not get sick this Thanksgiving season. Let's get snobby. Okay, so now when I think of Thanksgiving foods, the three main culprits that come to my head for foodborne disease are dressing or stuffing, cake, and turkey. So these are the three that I will be focusing this podcast on. So let's start with the star of the show, shall we? The turkey and the stuffing. Now, I know there's been some debate between stuffing and dressing for quite some time, and I thought they were interchangeable for the longest, but My family members, who are very passionate about this debate, have redirected me to think otherwise, and I used to prefer stuffing because I liked the more um, wetter mouthfeel, just personal preference, but I think as I'm getting older and I'm learning more about food, I think I'm going to stick to dressing just to ensure safety. That being said, stuffing also does have some backdraws. It takes a lot longer to cook because it's inside of the bird. It doesn't taste as good because it's less flavorful and obviously it's potentially dangerous. However, if you're brave and you're going to do stuffing, I would suggest in order to ensure optimal safety and uniform doneness that you cook the stuffing separately and then put it into the bird. This will help to make sure that you're killing all those bacteria that's going to be inside of the turkey that's going to drip down onto your stuffing and if you're going to do stuffing this way now is the time to invest in a really good meat thermometer because you need to check the center of the stuffing not just the bird the center of the stuffing to make sure that it has reached a minimum internal temperature of 165 let me repeat that for you just so we're all clear just so no one gets sick minimum temperature of 165 degrees fahrenheit this is to ensure that the bacteria has been killed that'll be inside of the turkey and also inside the stuffing, depending on what ingredients you're putting into it, so it's not good enough just to check the inside of the wing, the thigh, the breast on your turkey. You also need to check the inside temperature of the stuffing itself. Another stuffing fact to think about is, um, to ensure the doneness of it, you should not overstuff the turkey. So you should think about putting one cup of stuffing in for every one pound of turkey. Ten pound turkey gets ten cups of stuffing any extra stuffing that you have can be put on the outside because trust me, grandma and grandpa, cousins, uncles do not come to your house to get salmonella. And if you don't know what salmonella is, let me tell you about my good little friend. Most people with it experience symptoms of diarrhea, fever, and stomach cramps, usually about 12 to 72 hours after being exposed to the bacteria. And this, does, this illness usually lasts four to seven days. So that's a long time, especially if you're planning to go shopping or planning to travel to go back home or wherever, whatever your plans are for the holiday season. That's not something that you want to give your guest. I have some more tips for you on how to limit this from happening. And don't worry, we're skipping all the obvious ones like never put cooked food back on a plate that had raw food on it. Wash your dishes and your cutting boards, wash your hands with hot soapy water, and all those good things. Okay, so the first one is thawing your turkey. Frozen turkey needs several days to defrost in the fridge. And make sure your fridge is set to 40 degrees Fahrenheit or cooler. So the typical rule is that you need about 24 hours for every 4 to 5 pounds of turkey that you're defrosting in the fridge. And also never, ever, 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 ever please... Leave your turkey on the counter to thaw. That is just putting it right smack dab in the middle of the temperature danger zone and you're just begging to get all kinds of diseases when you do that. So please, thaw it in the fridge. second one would be to refrigerate leftovers. So I know at least in my family, we typically do like a buffet style serving and which means that food is left out on the counter for quite some time. This is actually not the safest way to do this because your leftovers should be put into shallow containers and in the fridge by at least two hours after cooking to prevent any bacteria from growing. Also, it's recommended not to eat leftovers more than like three or four days after unless you're putting it in the freezer to freeze. So keep that in mind. Oh, and also don't overstuff your fridge. I know it's going to be a lot of food. It's going to be good and you're going to want to eat it all, but... It's good to have good air circulation in your fridge so that all the food can remain at a temperature lower than 40 degrees. So don't stuff the fridge because then you're just exposing yourself to not only the cooked, not only the room temperature ones, but also the cold temperature ones. Now, number three, I know this one's going to cause a little uproar in the comments, I'm sure, but do not wash your turkey or your chicken or your meat for that matter. It's been proven time and time again that washing your meat spreads harmful pathogens in the kitchen. Think about it for a minute. So you're sitting in the kitchen decorating your cake or whatever awesome, yummy, lovely dessert that you have that's already been cooked and is not going to be cooked anymore. When someone else comes into the kitchen and starts washing off a bird or meat of your choosing in the sink and the water splashes onto the cake, what have you just done? potentially spread salmonella from the turkey onto your ready-to-eat food, which is pretty common sense that that's not going to end well for anyone. So keep that in mind because washing the bird is not—it's just cut it out because it's going to take longer. It's not going to kill any bacteria. All the bacteria is going to be killed when you cook it, if you cook it to 165. So it's really just an old useless practice that needs to be taken out of the daily routines. And not only will you, if you do that, expose yourself to salmonella that way, but salmonella can already also already be in that baked dessert of your choosing. Because it hasn't proven that low levels of salmonella can be found in flour and flour-based mixes, as well as ingredients such as sugar, dairy, chocolate cacao powder, spices, nuts, peanut butter, coconut, yeast, and obviously eggs. Keep this in mind when you are thinking about leaving that cake out for six-plus hours or days after Thanksgiving. It's very important that you put these baked desserts in the fridge because while there is salmonella, there's also another lovely organism called C. perfringens, which grows at room temperature. It's actually the second most common bacterial-causing foodborne disease, and the major symptoms of this are vomiting cramps, and you'll usually experience them six to 24 hours after eating and surprise surprise this bacteria is usually found to have the most outbreaks during november and december Hmm. i wonder why this is right around the holiday season so the next myth is actually one that was sent in by a listener um on instagram by the username of FSF0629. A few months ago. So, thank you for this question and I thought, as it was Thanksgiving, this would be a perfect time to answer. The question is, turkey is just a big chicken, right? And when I first got this question, it made me think because um I actually haven't cooked a turkey myself. It's always just been like this kind of big ominous thing because of all the things that go along with it like it's usually only cooked once a year and there's all these, like, tips and tricks on how to cook your turkey and should you put it in the oven? Should you fry it? Should you, like, all these, like, tips and tricks and food magazines and everything just make it seem like this big deal and, like, this big scary thing. But it's really not. Let's think about it. So, obviously, it's bigger, yes, but they're shaped the same, so they should cook the same, right? Obviously, okay, I know that they're in different birds. Like, don't don't come at me in the comments. I, I know they're not the same. But culinarily wise, yes, they are the same, cooking the same, you thaw it, you can season it, you don't wash it, you cook it. 165, all those things are the same between chicken and turkey. Taste wise, however, they're not the same. Turkey is known for having a darker, richer taste and usually a more flavorful stock and broth as well. But they do have similar texture and They're both rather mild in flavor, to be honest. But besides that, and also, like, the dark meat of the turkey is more flavorful than the dark meat of the chicken, which I personally like, but I know people who don't. So that's also something to keep in mind. And if you're like me and you're kind of scared, well, okay, I won't say scared, but you're kind of nervous to make a whole giant turkey and you're cooking for a lot of people and you want to ensure their safety, then I would always recommend going for, like, a turkey breast or turkey legs, or something that are just as delicious and from the same bird, but don't require those extensive cooking times and the higher risk of foodborne disease. Consider this myth slid. But I thought I'd wrap it up with a little fun fact, so when you hear it at your Thanksgiving table, because I'm sure you will because I've heard it at mine time and time again, you can be that one person that's like, Well, actually, did you know, and you can feel a little bit snobby like me, the myth is turkey makes you sleepy. And this is a major misconception that has been tossed around for years because it's been known that turkeys contain the amino acid tryptophan, which has been found to be a precursor of serotonin, which promotes good, healthy, deep sleep. So naturally, people have assumed that tryptophan in the turkey is what's causing you to fall into that deep slumber on the couch, that food coma that you can never get out of. But this is actually not true. Okay, yeah, obviously it contributes a little bit because your body will convert that into melatonin and it'll make you feel relaxed and sleepy. But the main culprit of this is the really large quantities of food that you're eating. Because when you eat this much food, your body has to digest it, obviously, right? So the body will send... um, All your oxygen-carrying blood to the digestive tract, which will start to shut down other processes in your body, like your brain, and cause you to feel sleepy. So that, plus also, when you overindulge, you will notice a significantly high spike in your blood sugar, which will cause an epic crash at the end, obviously. And when this crash comes, it will also increase your insulin, which will make you feel tired post-meal. So stop blaming the turkey. It's not the bird's fault. But yeah, that's it for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I hope you guys have a lovely Thanksgiving and Black Friday if you are participating. I definitely will be because I love a good sale. But yeah, I will talk to you guys next time. Bye!